0: Hey, on today's episode of the Career Pact Podcast, I want to talk about an alternative to goal setting. This might be a little bit of a hot take. However, I think it's a great approach to a brand new journey and a new quality of life. So I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, y'all! welcome back to the Career Pact Podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm the host of this podcast. And today is a very uh, special episode. I want to talk to you guys about the alternative to goal setting. You guys, of course, read the title. And a big disclaimer, I am not against goal setting. But once I heard this, the thing that I'm about to talk about, it clicked in my brain a whole lot more than writing down measly goals, hoping to achieve them in a given time. And again, if goal setting is your cup of tea, I highly suggest you keep it, keep drinking it. But again, today I want to talk to you guys about fear setting. I heard this on a TED Talk that I watched with Tim Ferriss. If you guys don't know who Tim Ferriss is, He is a best-selling author of many, many books. His most notable one was The 4-Hour Work Week. Highly suggest you read any of his work. Look into it. All amazing. If you want to hear the full story behind how he created this through his experiences, his past about this idea of fear setting, I'll link the full uh, TED Talk in the description of the podcast and on YouTube, wherever you're listening. Uh, Not sure, by the way, if any of you listening feel the way that I feel, but as someone who faces anxiety, negative thoughts, can get caught in this downward spiral relatively regularly, I need exercises like this, uh, like mental written exercises. Since we're talking about fear setting, I think it's important to understand what it is. So what is fear setting? Fear setting is exactly what it sounds like. It's like goal setting, but for your fears, keenly visualizing your fears, the worst case scenario in paramount detail that prevents you from taking the action. So you can eventually take action to overcome that paralysis of trying to think through your fears and problems, because me personally, I'm not someone who is good at thinking through my problems and my fears. If anything, it'll mess me up even more. Uh, That is where this written exercise comes in because a whole goal is to eliminate these fears. There's three steps to this entire written exercise. And step one is determining what is your fear. So what if I dot, dot, dot. So this can be wanting to move somewhere new, quitting your job, taking a new yoga class, asking uh, a girl or a guy out on a date, what's the thing that you have been fearing, putting off and it's causing you some sort of anxiety. So figure that out first. What is the actual fear that you have? For example, uh, for me, all the fears that I have, like one of them, I'll share like one or two with you guys. One of them is what if I don't ever move to New York city? Like my gut tells me to do or a fear I experience a little more frequently, almost daily is I keep putting off making a specific video because how vulnerable it can be or thinking, it's not good. People aren't going to like it. It's just trash. That's a fear that I have and something that I put off because of those internal feelings that I have. So, the first step in part one, I guess, is defining this fear that you have. I'll use the New York example, me wanting to new, uh, move to New York. In this step, what you do is you write down all the worst things that you can imagine happening if you did this thing. It could be as many as you want. It could be five, it could be 10, it could be 20 doesn't matter. But for my example, if I move to New York, I go broke, I lose all my money, all the safety net that I had built up, I lose it all. I don't make any new friends. I get supreme social anxiety and I don't step outside of my place that I live in. I don't meet the creators that I want to meet and connect with the type of people that I want to interact with. I get this imposter syndrome of why I'm here. I don't deserve this. I miss my partner, my girlfriend like crazy because it would be tough doing long distance because of having to do it for a fairly long time even now in our relationship. I would get homesick and I want to move back because I don't like being away from my family and I get that want to move back immediately after I get there. So those are all the crappy scenarios defining all the shit that could go wrong. And then once you do that, you move on to the prevent area. And this is where you write down the things that can decrease the likelihood of all those other fears that I just listed beforehand. So in order for me to combat going broke and losing all my money, maybe I save up a little bit more before I move there. So whatever I have now, wait, maybe an extra three months, four months, save up more money before I go do that. For the social anxiety part and the not making friends part, I already know a few people in New York City. What if I ask them to grab a coffee or grab a lunch and maybe they could introduce me to some of their friends and so I don't feel as lonely. Another one of the worst case scenarios is me not meeting uh, the people that I want to meet and the type of creators that I want to meet. What if to prevent that a little bit, I start building random connections with strangers or people when I'm out and about. I'm sure people in New York City who are, there's a lot of creatives there. So the likelihood of me meeting someone that is a creative can help me get in touch with someone. And I could ask them for help, telling them like, hey, this is why I'm here. This is what I want to do. And for the worst case scenario of me getting like the imposter syndrome, homesick, missing my partner like crazy, I could, in order to prevent that feeling a little bit, I could visit my girlfriend once a month and we could do weekly FaceTime date nights and I could have my family visit me once a quarter to prevent that feeling of always being homesick. And then what do you do to repair the worst case scenario, if it did happen. So if the worst case scenario happened, what could I do to repair the damage just a little bit? Who could I ask for help? Who could I go to? So if I go broke with all my cash, I can find time to Uber DoorDash, scrape together some money to continue living. Or since I work in sales, I maybe focus a little bit more time on work or finding a better compensating job. The worst case scenario of me not meeting people again, having the social anxiety, not wanting to be or wanting to go out and about, I can attend networking events. I can do those coffee meetups thing, or what is it called? Meetup.com. I can attend seminars that interest me all great ways to actually meet people, get a little bit uncomfortable and meet the people that I actually want to meet. And if I don't get to see my partner at all, because I'm in New York, she's in Chicago, we can send care packages to one another of things we really enjoy uh, as as memories to cherish one another while we're doing this long distance thing and trying to figure it all out. Me doing what I'm doing, she's doing what she's doing. That's how I would repair that worst case scenario. So you see what I'm doing here? It's it's just defining out all of the crappy things that can happen with this fear that I have. And then what are a few possible ways that I could prevent it? And then if that worst case scenario did happen, what would I do to repair it just a little bit? Step two you write down the answer to this question. What would be the potential benefits of an attempt or partial success at this thing? And this is where you really start to take into consideration, hey, what happens if this goes well? What skills would I build? Would I develop more confidence? Would I be more at peace? What happens if I just take this swing, this at bat that I have? What, what happens if I just did it? If I move to New York City, I will be surrounded by the people that I want to be surrounded with the right group of people, you know, I'll have to do some work to find that group and it may take some time. However, I see that as a benefit, a sign of success with the decision. I'll be less worried about what people think of me because back home, the likelihood of me seeing someone and judging me for my work or the thing that I'm creating, all all that stuff, the likelihood of that happening in New York just goes down. So I just give less of a crap because I won't even have the fear of seeing these people. I'll also be motivated to work harder. I'll develop more skills. I'll develop networking. I'll develop a network. This is where we spend time on identifying what is the benefits of this thing if I overcome it. And then step three is this this one actually is, uh, according to Tim, is the most important. Like what is the cost of in action. That's what we have to answer. Let alone myself, humans just in general are very smart at considering the downside when trying something brand new, asking for a raise, telling your manager that you're exploring a new career or a job. It could be things like that, or even as small as wanting to speak up in a conversation or ask a question when you know you may have something valuable to add, but you don't do it because you have that fear. We are so smart at assessing all the things that can go wrong. So on this page, we spend time writing down what is the cost of not doing this? How will it hurt me if I don't do it? If I avoid this decision, what will my life look like in six months, nine months, 12 months, a couple years? So my example, um, I'll, I'll use a second one this time. With worrying and feeling anxious about not posting a video, the cost of inaction The cost of inaction is not knowing how it may have impacted people. What if people did actually like the video and felt um, they related to it? What if it did actually have an impact and help someone? I wouldn't know because that's the cost of inaction. That's the cost of me not putting a video out there because of my fear. And even more abundant than that is just the regret. The regret that I would have if I gave up on that at bat. Same holds true for me wanting to move to New York City, for example. Soon I'll be married and I'll have kids and I'll have all these other responsibilities, a mortgage or a rent. And if I don't pull the trigger on going to live in New York City for six months or a year or however long, I'll regret it forever. It could be applied to a fear as small as me wanting to post this video and not doing it because of the fear of what people think. And it could be the fear of me wanting to make this major life decision and move completely across the country the regret will be there regardless with all of this all the stuff that i'm saying with this entire written exercise we are all learning this together here folks because i'm i just watched this i just learned this because uh this whole idea of goal setting it's so normalized you know i've heard of tim first before i've listened to a couple of his podcasts i've even read the four-hour work week. But this whole fear setting thing, this whole this brand new idea of looking at it in a completely different way, I'm really looking forward to it because this essentially paints this horrifying picture of inaction. I've already set up a monthly date in my Google Calendar to write out all my fears, like the, I call it the fear setting date or like the hour that I'll spend doing this entire writing exercise everything I'm terrified of doing, how bad the outcome will be if I avoid it. What are the upsides if I do it? And intuitively, I think it'll give a no-brainer type of vibe to pulling the trigger on all the fears that I have. Because oftentimes with the fears that I've had in the past, after I've conquered a fear that I did have, I realized I was caving into this temporary feeling of fear and risking the evergreen positive impact that decision would have had if I had done it sooner that's honestly all I really have for you guys today I'm just really excited to try this out and I hope you guys took something away from this like I said I scheduled my my first uh fear setting date tomorrow at 9 a.m and then I set up a recurring one for the 23rd of every month that's the the first one well actually not the 23rd of every month I did it for the fourth or the last Saturday of every month So my first scheduled recurring fear-setting date is September 23rd at 9 a.m. So just keep in mind, I'm not saying don't have goals or stop setting them. I'm not saying that at all. But instead, challenge yourself to be like, where in my life am I letting these fears dictate my long-term quality of life? That's all I ask, to challenge that status quo of the goal-setting and asking yourself what fears are really Holding me back. So instead of goal setting, take on the approach of fear setting and let's see how it works, not only for you, but for me as well. And it starts tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for me. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. I appreciate each and every single one of you for chilling with me as I talk about this fear setting thing. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, feel free to share this with a friend. Follow us on all socials at the Career Pact Podcast. Check me out on Spotify. If you're listening, leave me a four or five star review. Check me out on Apple Podcasts. I make TikToks. I make YouTube videos. I try to do a little bit too much at times. Just click my link tree in the description of the pod. You guys will have access to everything. And like I always say, guys, take care. Tell someone that you love them and go do something nice for someone today because they genuinely deserve it. All right. Enough for today. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace.